Welcome back to another episode of Holistic Tips, monthly episodes I share, included in the Holistic Healers podcast, about things that have personally helped me in my own healing journey as I continue on my healing journey and within my own clinical practice with clients. Uh, So these are interventions I personally use or I've offered, recommendations I've offered, and things that I think are helpful. Um, And obviously, you know, interventions and uh, recommendations can be subjective, especially depending on what you have going on. Um, So definitely refer to a mental health professional, come work with me if you need some more advice. But in general, these are things that have personally helped me and the clients. So I thought what better way to make it more accessible and share it on here with you all. So Before we dive in, as usual, I just want to say thank you so much to all the supporters and subscribers to this show. I really couldn't do it without you all. So thank you so much for, you know, coming back, sharing the episodes with your friends and family, coworkers, whoever. (laughs) Um, It means the world to me. So um, I'm happy to hear that you all are enjoying it. If you have any recommendations or want to hear about specific topics, for future episodes, if you have a guest for the Holistic Healers podcast every other week, let me know. Um, I'm booked out until September right now, but I'd love to have um, anyone on who's interested, so let me know. But let's get into it. Today's episode, this month's episode of June of 2023, we are talking about trust. So trust is a huge part of any relationship that we're in, not just intimate um, relationships with partners. So this could be amongst ourselves, so our trust that we have in ourselves, uh, co-workers, employees that we have, our bosses, um, family members, friends, even our pets, right? Kind of any relationship we need, we need to have this really solid foundation worth of trust. But trust can look, you know, a lot different to a lot of people. And there are many different ways trust can look differently, not only in the type of relationship we're in, but also just the situation a relationship can be in. So it doesn't have to be a big betrayal um, where we now need to learn how to rebuild trust. It could simply just be starting out in a new relationship, a new friendship, a new job, and we have to somehow build trust. And there's seven, excuse me, there are seven different elements of trust that we're going to talk about today. Um, And of course, I had to call on Brene Brown. If you don't know her, um, you'll love her. Go listen to her TED Talks, especially the one from 2010. Um, But yeah, she does a lot of work with like shame and guilt and trust in relationships. So if you need more information, All of her information will be tagged in the episode notes. Um, I personally have loved learning from her. I love listening to her shows. So um, great resource if you get anything from the show. I think it's her. But whether we're rebuilding trust and relationships, maybe we're just starting out and need to just build the foundation of trust, there are many ways that we can do it. So we're going to talk about all the different elements. I'm going to give an example 
hopefully of each. And hopefully by the end of this, if you have any questions, feel free to reach out. But hopefully this can give you kind of a brief overview about what trust is, what you can do to build it. Um, and yeah, <laughs> I feel like let's just get into it because there's so much that we can talk about today. Um, but we're going to do it briefly. Um, but yeah, so seven elements that she says um, she creates this wonderful inventory it's called the braving inventory so capital b r a v i n g and it's an acronym and it stands for one boundaries two reliability three accountability four vault five integrity six non-judgment and seven generosity so let's start with number one. We have boundaries. So I've talked a lot about boundaries before. I think this word honestly gets overused in psychology, but setting boundaries is a clear way, I think, our go-to way of building trust or rebuilding trust. Um, so we have to make things clear about what's okay and what's not okay. And then the third part of it is communicating why? Because we don't want to make assumptions or we don't want to have people trying to read our minds of why we feel this way or why we have a boundary. Um, note, though, I think that if a boundary continues to be crossed, we shouldn't have to go out of our way to continue to explain it. Um, I think actions do speak louder than words in that uh, circumstance. But in general, making it clear what the boundary is saying what's okay about it, what's not going to be okay to us, and just, again, communicating it. And I think when we are setting boundaries, it's really important to understand that boundaries are connected with our values. So what do I mean by this? You know, if I have a boundary of, you know, when I come into the house right when I come home from work, I don't know, um, I don't want to be talked to because I value silence. I value just kind of decompression and de-stressing before I do things. Um, and I guess maybe, you know, there are obviously other boundaries out there that you can set that one just kind of came into my head. But that could be something you could communicate and I can say why it's important to me, why I value it, and that's why I have it. Um, and like I said, there's tons of other boundaries, especially ones that are more crucial than that one, but there's an example for you. And I think hint here, values always are changing. So um, I think it's really dependent on, you know, the experiences we have, the people we meet, uh, even trauma, it's, you know, something like that. All of that can change our values kind of in a millisecond. And so with that in mind, we always have to be reevaluating our boundaries and really aligning it with the values and expectations that we have when it comes to our relationships. And like I said, for that third part of it, there's the why aspect. We have to know how to communicate it. We can't just assume that they know that our boundaries have changed, whoever that is, right? It could be an intimate partner, it could be a friendship, a boss, you know, whatever. Um, I guess like another example that I thought of could be, you know, not answering your work phone or your work emails at home. Um, you know, you value your personal time, uh, a break from work and having that work-life balance and 
answering emails or whatnot can kind of violate that value and violate really that boundary. So there's another one for you. Second one is reliability of the braving inventory. This is basically you'll do what you'll say you're going to do. Brene Brown really gives a great example. She says at work, you know, this could be staying aware of your competencies and also your limitations, your threshold. So you don't overpromise people. You aren't going to people please and say you can do everything because if you're not able to deliver on the commitments and stuff that you promised, you are not going to seem reliable and therefore people are not going to want to trust you. So being mindful again about your boundaries, um, your limitations, again, your competencies, all these different things are going to help you really prioritize and correctly promise people the things that you are able to do and are willing to do and can do. So we had boundaries, we had reliability. The third one is accountability. And this is probably one of my favorite ones that I value the most. And basically it's, you know, we mess up, we make mistakes in life and that's kind of inevitable. So we can't really get away with that even though I am definitely a perfectionist and we're working on it. Um, I'm trying to tell myself this right now as I talk, so I learn. (laughs) Um, But we all make mistakes in life. Um, And I think accountability is just about learning how to acknowledge when we do mess up and accepting it and learning how to move on and apologize for the things that we've did or the people that we have hurt in life because of the mistakes that we made and making those amends, you know, whatever that looks like. And honestly, a lot of that has to do with being empathetic, not sympathizing, but being empathetic, understanding, you know, what their feelings are for the harm that we did and learning not to do it again. Um, So you promised, you know, you were going to do something, you didn't do it. Now you have to acknowledge why you messed up, what happened and how can I prevent it from happening again? So that's three. The other, um, or I guess like the next element of trust is vault. And the biggest thing about trust when it comes to this element is not letting information just fly out of the vault. Um, We are able to control and make things confidential. We don't expose the information to everyone and anything. So we don't have to share the information or experiences that aren't ours to share, right? So this this really makes me think about gossiping. You know, I'm not going to share information about other people that they would consider to be confidential or something that's very private to them, whether that's actual information, whether that's how they felt, anything, their beliefs, whatever you want to call it. If something's considered confidential to them, we're not going to share it unless they tell me I can. We're not going to share it. Um, And this goes along with like even in intimate relationships, like not sharing every little intimate detail with family or with our best friends. You know, there has to be some level of confidentiality to maintain trust. And that's just kind of a part of it. No matter how close you are with your best friend um, or your family, not saying you should just keep secrets, especially if you are in immediate danger or anything like that. But there has to be some level, some foundation worth of confidentiality that is just private between you and the partner or another partners, whoever. 
Um, and again, this kind of goes along with accountability. If you do mess up, that's okay. We make mistakes. It's about learning from it, apologizing for what we did, and making sure it doesn't happen again. Number five, integrity. So Brene Brown says that integrity is all about choosing courage over comfort. It's about choosing what's right over what's fun or exciting, fast or convenient, honestly. Um, And kind of going back to our discussion about values, it's about practicing our values and aligning it with our actions. So do our actions reflect our values? Do the people in our life reflect our values or the values we want? We don't want to surround ourselves with people or put ourselves in situations that aren't matching up with our expectations, our values, right? Um, There's going to be some cognitive dissonance. You're going to have some tension, some maybe some anxiety. You may not know why, but it's probably going to be because there's this miscommunication between our actions and our values. They're not coinciding. They're not overlapping. So integrity, practicing what you preach, living up to the values that you have, and continuing it. The sixth one that we have is non-judgment. So it's, I can ask for, you know, what I need from this relationship and you can ask for what you need in this relationship and we can talk about it. We can share how we feel about it and there's not going to be judgment. There's not going to be gaslighting, right? There's not going to be any sort of throwing stuff back into each other's faces later on. That's not being not judgmental. It's about holding space. It's about being compassionate and empathetic. Um, And really, again, just highlighting, not using it against each other later, especially if it's a mistake, right? And learning how to make amends and acknowledge that, you know, that was their past self or that was your past self and learning how to move forward. And the seventh one is generosity. She explains it as extending the most generous interpretation to the intentions the words and actions of others. So we aren't going to assume they were out to get us. Um, We're not going to make assumptions. We're not going to be judgmental. Again, like number six, um, we're going to really try to empathize and understand where, where they were coming from, what their intentions were, And just assume, you know, we're not going to think negatively about it. We're just going to try to hope for the best and not assume the worst. So as I go through these, and again, braving inventory stands for boundaries, reliability, accountability, vault, integrity, non-judgment, and generosity. Those seven elements of building trust in a relationship or rebuilding trust in a relationship. I think there is one consistent theme, and I I didn't read much or I haven't read much into this before, but I would imagine Brene Brown mentions this somewhere, um, but there's one theme that kind of came up for me as I was just reviewing all this information and um, when I talked about it in the past, there's this theme of consistency that kind of rings true within all of them. You know, this can't, none of these can just be a one-time thing. We can't just pick and choose one, do it one time, and assume that we're going to have the trust back, especially if we're rebuilding. Um, It has to be a long-term kind of endurance thing. It has to be consistent practice. 
Um, and it has to be with the intentionality to improve our communication, our behaviors, and ultimately to rebuild that trust. Um, you know, this information, I like to think of it more as just like a starting guide or a starting of communication guide, maybe, um, just to really, you know, begin a dialogue about what are our values if i'm talking about it and like a couple's counseling perspective um, or just relationship what are our values what are our boundaries what are our expectations and if something is broken um or you know something someone makes a mistake how can we learn and how can we grow while still communicating effectively and being empathetic so that we're not bottling things in. Because if if you know anything or if you've looked at my Instagram, a lot of the things, especially trauma that goes unprocessed, gets stored in the body. And it can come up as health complications later and none of us want that. So learning how to communicate effectively, not bottling things up can only help. And honestly, it'll just make the situation, especially if it's a mistake, a lot easier to amend. And a lot of this work is within relationships, um, you know, friendships or couples counseling, whatever. But at the end of the day, along with consistency, this theme of consistency and mutuality, we can't expect anyone to meet these needs for us if we're not doing it for them as well but also ourselves if we're not apologizing for our mistakes um if we're not acknowledging our faults if we're not being accountable or reliable to ourselves how can we ever expect the same from others you know and if we don't want someone to judge us but we're doing it to them or we're judging ourselves. It just kind of becomes contradictory. <laughs> um, and I just want to note that here because this is something I personally struggle with too. You know, I I want all these things from any relationship that I have. It doesn't it could be intimate relationship, it could be friendships, it could be from my bosses, you know, whoever. Um, and I would hope they would, you know, expect the same thing from me. But at the end of the day, I look back, especially at like the non-judgmental one, and I feel like we were talking about earlier, like I'm I'm definitely a perfectionist. Um, and I feel very judgmental of myself sometimes. And so again, it's like, how can I have this expectation for others when I need to be con doing it consistently for myself first? Um, so we just need to be mindful of, honestly, what we bring to this table, um, our own table, what what we can work on, what maybe we don't have to work on as much, and also just in a relationship because, because you know, we all have different experiences. We all have different strengths. We also have all different weaknesses. And it really is going to be about self-reflection. Using this guide, it's going to be attached in the episode notes um, so if you want to look through it, you can also just Google The Braving Inventory by Brene Brown. Um, working with a mental health professional, scheduling something with me, just to kind of work through all this stuff because it is so important. It is just a very foundational piece to any relationship we are in. So this is a very, very 
very <laughs> brief kind of guide or understanding of trust. Um, and I just kind of wanted to highlight, you know, the seven different elements. I think we need each and every one of them, um, whether we're starting a relationship or we're trying to rebuild trust. But ultimately, at the end of the day, it's going to come down to consistency and it's going to come down to are we also doing this for our partner and ourselves? Because we can't contradict either of them. We have to do it for ourselves. We also have to show up for our partners and hope they're going to be doing the same for us and communicating that if something's off or feels off. So that's all I have for you today. Like I said at the beginning, if you are interested in learning more or want to learn more, want to schedule something with me um, to work through trust, let me know. I would love to share as much information that I have with all of you. I definitely love when mental health is accessible because not everyone has the opportunity to learn all these great things that could be beneficial for your own health and well-being and the relationship's health, um, your friendship's health, kind of anything in between. So thank you all for joining this month's Holistic Tips episode. Um, if you want to work together, feel free to email me. I'm at um, holistic underscore healing LC. Uh, I guess that's that's my Instagram. My email is holistichealinglc altogether at gmail.com. And if you just want to learn more, have a topic in mind that you want me to talk about next month, let me know. If you have a guest that wants to be on the show, like I said, I am booked out through September. But if you have anyone who's interested, let me know. I'd love to listen to them and their experience. So hope you all enjoyed it. Thank you all for tuning in. I'll talk to you all soon. Bye.